0: Hey, welcome to episode 413 as we talk pricing transparency with RepairPal's Jill Trotta.
1: They're talking about price because consumers, that's the language that they know. There has to be a lot of education done to change that narrative.
0: Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hi, Carm Capriato here, and in a few moments, Jill Trotta, the Vice President of Industry Advocacy and Sales at RepairPale, and I will discuss pricing transparency on how to use it to your advantage. We're in a heck of a time where the internet has made almost any information on any topic in almost every industry readily available. Call it transparency when the price of just about anything is easy to get, from roofing repairs to automotive repair. Hey, have you made plans to attend the NAPA Expo? Well, Remarkable Results Radio is proud to partner with NAPA Auto Care and the upcoming 2020 NAPA Expo. Hey, I'm excited to join NAPA in Las Vegas, April 6th through 9th, 2020, to discover the latest innovations in the auto care industry. This is an event you don't want to miss. Contact your NAPA store to learn more. Have you shared the power of the Remarkable Results radio podcast with just one of your industry colleagues? Well, we're on a mission to help all ships rise by getting the context of the aftermarket brought to you just like talk radio has for years. We talk the business of the aftermarket. I'm proud to have built a library that has covered and will continue to cover a myriad of subjects and discussion points that will energize your gray cells with ideas, concepts, and insights that will get you to improve, change, or continue along your own success pathway. Jill Trot is here, and she discusses pricing transparency and reiterates the fact that it's not going away. Every shop owner should understand this and never let this disable them in any way. Now, if you happen to have a friend who's struggling with pricing, let them listen to this episode, and it may be worthwhile for them to best understand how it works and what it means to your operation. Jill says that millions of people visit the RepairPal site each month and the data they collect helps them understand how to make pricing transparency work for you. She also offers some survey results that are frankly disturbing as it relates to satisfied customers. As we talk about service advisory, Jill explains that training and education is key. Service advisors need to be knowledgeable in order to build trust and value toward the customer. A warm welcome to Jill Trotta, Vice President of Industry and Sales at RepairPal. Hi, Jill.
1: Hey, Carm, how are you doing this morning?
0: Glad to have you. You've uh, been uh, on the show before, and I sure do appreciate it. And uh, for full transparency, RepairPal is a sponsor of the Town Hall Academy. And what Jill has seemed to become in the industry is a expert on pricing transparency. Did you know that?
1: I've been working on it really hard. Um, you know, it's, it's something that at RepairPal we take really seriously and that we're working really hard to try to bring it out in a way that is beneficial to the industry.
0: So I see pricing transparency in a couple of different ways, Jill. Number one, use it to your advantage if you can, and you appreciate you know, where the information comes from. Don't let it disable you as a shop owner, and uh, accept the fact that it's not going away. Would you agree with those three things?
1: I do agree with those th- three things, and I agree it is not going away. So it's really important to be able to use it as a tool to have as much knowledge about it as possible. So that you can use it to your advantage and use it to gain trust with your customers and so that everybody's comfortable and working off of the same plane.
0: To use it to our advantage, let's talk about that. We have to accept the fact that the Internet is what made all this happen. Automotive. Building construction, plumbing, HVAC, you name a skilled trade, and there's transparency on on pricing in in every capacity. And I guess it just doesn't matter if I wanted to buy a jacket at Macy's and I could find that same jacket online at Amazon. It's an issue for every industry in our global markets. So let's just talk about ours.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on about other markets, but I know for me, I, I check the price above just about everything before I actually buy it.
0: And why is that?
1: Just to make sure that you're getting because you can and to make sure you're getting, you know, what you perceive as a fair deal. And a lot of it is perception. Um, you know, what do you perceive is the price that you should pay and what sources are you using? So we try to be the the fair price source, not the cheap price source.
0: Explain that to me.
1: As you can imagine, I spend a lot of time surfing around looking at other sources for auto repair information, particularly price transparency. And probably I spend two, three hours a week just going through different sites and and doing comparisons. And the reason I do it is because I want to make sure that our estimator is not creating a race to the bottom. You know, there's been other industries that have been affected by that, the car sale industry industry has been really adversely affected by a lot of price transparency. And certain companies have created that race to the bottom. And I really am invested, and RepairPal really invested, in making sure that that's not what we're doing. There are other companies out there who have different estimators. I'm not going to name names. And when I typically check our estimator against their estimator, they're about 10 to 20% lower as far as pricing goes
0: if it wasn't for the Internet, the aggregators like RepairPale and all the others that you, you know, kind of don't want to mention. And I don't blame you. Let's, let's, this isn't about this isn't about that. It's more about what we can do uh, to survive price transparency. But uh, if it wasn't for the Internet, none of this would happen. Now we're all smarter. Consumers are taking advantage of it. What can a shop owner do to make it an advantage?
1: You know, things that shop owners need to realize and we've done extensive research. So repairpal.com gets around 6 million site visitors a month coming to our site. And which means that we have a really good way to get information from consumers. And by what I mean by that is we can put up surveys and we can ask questions. And one of the questions that we ask all the time is do you feel you were charged a fair price for your last auto repair and 58 percent and this is consistent over the last you know year or so say that they do not feel like they were charged a fair price and what's what's a little alarming about that is that that's a six percent increase from 2014 when it was 52 percent so then you know we don't just ask that question we dig in a little deeper. Like, how do you know you weren't charged a fair price? And 36% of the people, and this is really an industry-wide problem, said they felt like the car wasn't fixed right the first time. So you got to fix right the car right the first time. That's like baseline. And that's why we focus on training with our certification program is that you have to be able to fix cars. You know, in, in the US, there's no program that checks out auto mechanics. Anybody can roll up a red toolbox and start working on cars. And that's why it's important that our industry really promotes engaging and training. Um, But we can talk on and on about that. We won't. 29% of the people said that they checked the price online and that it didn't match up. So that's why it's important for shop owners to use it to their advantage to know what is out there.
0: It's amazing to think. You said 58% didn't feel that they got it fixed right the first time. So they're walking away with that perception. Is it possible that our service counters aren't doing a really good enough job explaining what just happened?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. If, you're, if they're not selling the benefit and value of what the consumer has bought, the consumer's going to walk away because not feeling right. Because you know what? The reality is auto repair is expensive. Does it mean it's not a fair price? No, it can be a completely fair price, but it's also expensive.
0: You know, what's so interesting is, you know, you have a very competitive price. You run a great shop and you get you don't get a good score because the person walked away not feeling that the car was repaired right the first time. It may have been, Mm -hmm. but they walked away with that. I mean, there's a zero cost fix For every shop owner to to stop Mm -hmm. and think about and to literally sit down with his team and say, well, if that data is correct out of, you know, six million visitors and the ones that are willing to give you the survey, there's got to be some magic to fix that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we want to be a part of that solution for the industry. We want service advisors to use it up front and to go over it up front with consumers. You know, we have different tools that we can use that you can use if you're a repair pal certified shop. But even if you're not regularly comparing and checking is needs to be a part of normal processes now for service advisors and service advisors need to be highly trained. I mean, it goes back to training. You know, I've evaluated through repair pal certified, probably 6,000 shops at this point, um, you know, had one-on-one conversations. With shop owners and people working in shops, and a lot of times they'll have you know somebody answering the phones and somebody working with consumers who just like is not as trained as the people that they have in the back of the house. And if that's the case, that's where a lot of the breakdown happens.
0: Yeah, we just did a town hall academy on on uh, turning phone shoppers into customers, and and that point came up, Jill. Excellent point about the training that's necessary at our front counters. You know, here it is. I'm excited about hearing the survey data. Are you sharing that with your customers? Yeah. And when you share that with the customers, are you trying to give them any solutions to these pain points at all? I mean, do, you know, are you making suggestions as to what they should do in order to get the perceived value of the repair uh, done right?
1: You know, we do a lot. Lot of education on repairpal.com, and we do write about those things and write about how to be a good auto care consumer. I've done a couple of radio interviews in the last um, couple of months about you know, I, I get asked to do a lot of radio and, and things for Repair Pal, and a lot of it focuses on price. Now, why does it focus on price? Because the highest converting messages on the internet have to do with price. So. When you're talking about SEO and you're talking about conversion rates and actually getting people into your shop, they're talking about price because consumers, that's the language that they know. There has to be a lot of education done to change that narrative. But right now, that's the narrative that we do have.
0: Last Friday's Town Hall Academy, Emily Sundstrom, who was on, said, You know, Carm, they ask price because they don't know what else to ask.
1: Absolutely. They don't know the other questions. Now, I try to, when I do my, my radio, is I'm always asked, what's the cheapest way to get your car repaired? And my, I firmly believe the cheapest way to get your car repaired is right the first time by somebody with training and tools and equipment and the right processes to do it right.
0: Does the interviewer or do you think the consumer appreciates exactly what, how powerful that statement is?
1: I don't know. A lot of times they try to be like, yeah, but should we ask for a discount? I'm like, do you go into a restaurant and ask for a discount on your meal? No. Like The shop is going to charge you a fair price. Like If you come in and ask for a discount, you might get it. But what you also might get is cheaper parts installed on your, price, on your car. You might get a technician who is now in a hurry to fix your car. And those are things that you just don't want.
0: Hey, Carm here to highlight why the Napa Auto Care program may be right for you. Let's talk about warranties. How long do you warranty your repairs or services for your customers? Does your warranty cover your customers anywhere in the country? Now, if you're a Napa Auto Care center, you have confidence in knowing your customers are covered for 24 months or 24,000 miles nationwide. Now, that's because one of the many benefits of the Napa Auto Care program is the nationwide peace of mind warranty. The nationwide peace of mind warranty provides the best coverage in the industry and it allows your shop to compete with other national brands. It's a written warranty that is honored at more than 17,000 Napa Auto Care Center locations from Florida to California and everywhere in between. Wow! 17,000 locations. That's more than any other automotive repair brand. When you're part of the Napa Auto Care program, no matter where your customers travel, if they experience a problem with a covered repair, They can count on Napa Auto Care to be nearby to get them back on the road. The Nationwide Peace of Mind Warranty covers parts and labor on qualifying repairs and services for 24 months or 24,000 miles. And the warranty claim process is easy too. If you're ready to give your customers the security and confidence of a Nationwide Warranty and provide them with peace of mind, knowing that they are receiving a quality repair or service, especially if they're unable to return to you for warranty, then Napa Auto Care may be right for you. Contact your local Napa Auto Parts store today and learn more about the nationwide peace of mind warranty and the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent automotive repair shops in the country. Okay, so you got this beautiful bone in ribeye on the menu, you know, and I real I haven't had a ribeye in so long. It's thirty-five bucks. I only got twenty with me. Can you do that? (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) You know, that that restaurant analogy. Here's a skirt steak. (laughs) Why has automotive repair become something that people love to negotiate?
1: I have no idea why you know, that's not what, what we promote. That's, I never say go in and ask for a discount. And I think because like, there's a lot of programs out there and a lot of different companies that promote discounting that if you go onto their site, like, and and it'll say, go here and get a 10% discount. So I think Changing that from a discount model, like signing up for certain programs, and then when they come in, you give their customers a 10% discount. I think that's something that we've kind of done to ourselves as an industry.
0: We can sit here right now. 10 things just went through my head about replacing the discount coupon or the discount strategy for car count growth, new customer growth, with a million different things that. Is giving value to someone. It may cost you something, but they perceive it as something else. Give them a car wash. Give them, a, give them you know, the the most premium car wash at the biggest car wash in town. You know, or a detailing, and you know, if, if come in for you know timing belt maintenance and get a free car wash.
1: Yeah, or give them something for their car.
0: Yeah, there's a perceived value in that. It could be, well, oh, that's a fifty-nine dollar item. Why get a ten percent discount on something? You know, and in this way, you don't have the word discount associated with you. Yeah, using price transparency to your advantage, Jill. I think my biggest takeaway here is service advisor training.
1: Exactly. Service advisors need to be trained on how to do that. Because the two biggest things are them checking it online and then also checking you against the shop down the street. And if the shop down the street doesn't have the same training, the same tools, the same availability, they can be completely open because they're really cheap, but they're not doing a great job. You know, they're gonna undercut your pricing and get that car in their shop. Now it might may or may not be a good consumer experience, but being able to help keep people in in your shop, keeping them from checking other sources online, keeping them from going down the street, using that upfront to give them a tool upfront that they can use and look up whatever price of whatever auto repair they want. You know, I am a firm believer in you should not quote prices over the phone. And a lot of people will say that we promote that. We do not promote that. That is not a message that we want to send. you shouldn 't quote a price over the phone because you haven 't seen the car you don 't know what 's wrong.
0: yeah, we talked about that on on uh, last friday 's town hall academy and, and it came up and it said, "Hey, there are some maintenance items that are in the you know that are in the owner 's manual that says, "Hey, listen, you need to do a timing belt at this it 's probably a price you can give because' it 's clearly defined what that person wants. Uh, another date and another time. We talked in the, uh, up front of the episode, uh, use it to your advantage, don't let it disable you, and it's not going away. Let's talk about this disabling thing and, and not hurting my outlook of my industry, of my customer. How do you how do you uh, handle that, If we're talking to someone about don't let it disable you?
1: So don't be afraid of it, and use it up front in your process. So if somebody calls in, and, and to your point, Carmen, they say, how much is the timing belt for my Toyota? You can say, you know what? I'm going to need to take off the timing cover. I'm going to need to, I'm going to replace your water pump because it's best practice. There could be other things, seals, you know, tensioners back there. Go on to repairpal.com. Look up what that costs. I'm going to fall in that range. You know, we give a range. I'm going to fall in that range. You can also look up if you want to see how much your brakes will cost, you know, how much any real repair on your car will cost go on to RepairPal and use that estimator. If they're a RepairPal certified shop and we're wrong, we cover the, the, the difference. Um, but for consumers, you're giving them somewhere to go that they can play on their computer. And people love to play on their phone, play on their computer. You're giving them somewhere to do that. That Our estimator is built with motor data. Our estimator is built with OE lists on parts. And labor rates by market. And it like I said, it's designed to be a fair price estimator, not a cheap price estimator. So most shops are gonna fall in the range.
0: So if I got a phone call from a customer who wanted a price on the uh you know, on the hundred thousand mile maintenance program, even if I wasn't a repair panel customer, I could go onto this site and and put in my zip code and and get a price.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's it's completely free and open to the public. Free and
0: open. So so if I wanted to give a quick price to someone, boom 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 click 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 and and here's my here's my uh I'm in the ballpark. Is that a fair thing to say to a customer? I may be in the ballpark. That I mean people want prices. They want to they want pretty pretty accurate.
1: I mean, as you know and I know and in the industry, you know, people in the industry, it's impossible to give an exact price cuz you just don't know what you're going to find when you get in there. You know, you could take off the timing cover and see that the front of the head gasket is leaking. That's something that you're not going to be able to predict. And if you look at like the verbiage on a timing belt repair, you look at on a lot of our repairs, it gives a lot of information. It tells you that, you know, you're going to have to probably replace your water pump. You need tensioners. There's other belts. There's other things that may be associated with this. And a lot of our estimates do have associated repairs, so you could click, add water pump, add tensioners, add seals, things like that, so that the consumer can see how that adds to the price of that estimate.
0: So service writer training, uh, service advisor training, it goes beyond uh, just having the, the, the skills and the technique of being able to close sales. You know, some of the best service advisor training, what do you think it should cover?
1: think it should cover estimating and how to present that you know people talk about oh service advisors you got to be nice no you got to be knowledgeable (laughs) you need to be i mean nice is good but you have to know you have to know what you're selling you have to know why they're buying it what the benefit value you know with the timing belt like why do they have to change this strange belt you know, because it'll leave you stranded and that's dangerous because it can damage your engine and that's costly. These are all the things that a, a, a really trained service advisor are, is going to know. They need to be able to give that to the consumer in a way that the consumer understands it. Because auto repair is one of the only things I feel like that you could drive in your car. <laughs> it drives great. You could pay $2,000 for your timing belt because it needs the timing belt and the water pump and all these and they had to take the bumper off, right? You leave and your car runs exactly the same. <laughs> so selling the benefit and value in that situation is critical.
0: You're absolutely right. And I can see so many parallels to that. Do you think the service advisor position in the company is the hub most important job?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I've I've taught a lot of service advisor training, And always draw a big wheel with a hub in the middle and all these spokes. And I'm like, all these spokes are the things you have to do. And your technicians and your customers are rotating around. But if that hub is not solid, that wheel is going to be like rocking down the road. And it's certainly not going to go straight. And eventually, it will fall apart. So if your service advisor is not on point and doesn't understand what's out there in the industry and... When that customer is sitting there calling you on the phone, they're probably on their computer, and they're probably looking at something, and it's your job as a service advisor to be intuitive enough to know what's going on on the other side of that.
0: Jill, what's the age group of the people responding to your surveys? You know, that 58%, I wasn't satisfied. Is it is Are more millennials replying to your surveys?
1: No, it's, it's very diverse. It's broad. It's not just millennials. Um, I think the biggest group that we've, um, seen is, you know, the 35 plus, cause you know, millennials these days don't have a lot of cars. <laughs> a lot of them don't even drive. Another yeah.
0: Show that's which, a
1: whole uh, nother show. A whole, you lot, know.
0: whole other show. I don't want to go in there. God, you and I could get on soapboxes on that.
1: You know, and I know people don't like to talk about pricing, but one of the things that really stands out to me um, is a stat that I've seen over and over and over again. And that's that 63% of the people don't have $500 for an emergency. And the biggest emergencies that are out there like that you would encounter on a regular basis is car repair. So most people don't have $500 in their pocket for that repair. So yeah, they are focused on price. So giving them somewhere that they can go to kind of get a ballpark is a useful tool for consumers. So now it's just shops have to know how to and train themselves, how to use it to get the customers into their shop rather than as a turnoff. Like, I'm not going to tell you at all what this costs you need to bring it in. For somebody who only maybe has $400 in their bank account, that's pretty scary.
0: Okay, price transparency is not going away. People may not have enough money to get the car repair. They may be living paycheck to paycheck. With all that knowledge, the service advisor, service manager, knowing that in the back of their mind, usually can take, and in many cases, will take a different tact. In, in attempting to get that uh, that person to become a client, if they're the right client that they want they want yeah. to bring in so so there's a way to bring car the, the vehicle up to um, reliability, uh, serviceability issues, um, safe safety issues, and get them to spend within their budget. Mm-hmm. And I guess if price transparency is out there for the world, smartphones made the, all that possible.
1: It's in your pocket.
0: Yeah, it's in your pocket. You're going to research. You, you, in the back of your mind, you know how much money you have. The car is making noise. There's a light on. Something's going on. I got to get it repaired. And this is this is my number. So before I go in and totally embarrass myself, I'm going to look for price. It's the reality today. It's not going away, and we we have to have a completely different tact at the counter or the phone to bring that person in.
1: Exactly. And you have to use those tools up front to give the consumers a sense of peace of mind so that they come in knowing that they have something that when they spend their last $500 that they didn't overspend and that they didn't pay too much. And we all know that, you know, once it gets in there, the price might go up and that person might have access to other money, but to just to get them in the door there needs to be something that makes them comfortable enough to come in. And that's going to be your service advisor using the tools and using the same tools that consumers are using. You know, we, our, our research shows that 85% of the people who had a car repair checked the price online. So 85% of the people that are walking in your door have looked. In my opinion, if you're lucky, they'll look at our estimator because we're focused on fair prices, not cheap prices. And our estimator is probably the most complete. But you don't know where they've been looking, you know. And and one of the other alarming statistics is that 45 percent of those people checked after they've already authorized the repair.
0: We can't deny that it's here. It's here to stay. We can't deny that the consumer is more educated than ever we can't deny that they're going to double check you after they've authorized the repair. And so delivering value to me seems to be the the icing and the candles on the cake. Being competitive or not, having, you know, being the highest labor, you know, shop in the market, having thousands of customers, having a great great reputation. I guess you don't want to lose that customer. That you don't want to lose that quote-unquote client-customer that you've just worked on because they will walk away uh, double-checking, verifying through price transparency and the open internet that you did right by them.
1: Yeah, and if you have that conversation up front and you're higher than what they can service online, you provide yourself the opportunity to explain why. So you might be higher, but you don't want them to find that out when they're at home that night watching bad TV and playing with their computer. You don't want that. You want it to happen. If there's has to be a discussion about that in the shop before the car
0: leaves. Great point. Well, I've so enjoyed this. Uh, What did we miss anything?
1: I mean, we can talk on and on. Like uh, I love talking about this stuff. I love healthy debate about it. Um, You know, I get emails all the time. People, you know, Asked for phone calls and asked to talk to me about it. And I welcome that. And I welcome opposing opinions. We take that very seriously here. You know, when people have opinions or people have, yeah, they don't like what we're doing. I want to talk about it.
0: So is there a debate issue that um, we haven't talked about that you'd love to bring up?
1: The big debate is quoting prices over the phone. And people think that we advocate for that and we don't. Um, we, uh, you know, use the tool up front and then don't quote the price to them directly, you know, use our estimator. If you're a repair pal certified shop, we stand behind it. So if there's like a $200 discrepancy and we're low, we'll send you the $200 after we've done an investigation, to make sure everything lines up. We, we pay out those claims all the time and we fix the estimator. So it's right.
0: Jill, thanks for, uh, This enlightening discussion. I I think so much of the stuff that I've heard, that I believe our listener has heard, they know, they feel, they've heard, they've seen but there's nothing like having it reaffirmed or openly discussed again like we just did and help the individual to you know, literally I would hope that someone walks away with a couple of call to actions from our discussion and says listen, I've got, to, I've got to do this stuff I've got to stop arguing with myself and the world, this stuff is bad it's here to stay, don't let it disable you and uh, you know, if the internet's your friend then it's your customer's friend, figure out how to let it be both of your friends,
1: and how it can create common ground.
0: Jill Trotta, Vice President of Industry and Sales Repair Pale. I know I'm going to see you around at a whole whole bunch I'll of see events. At
1: Vision.
0: Yeah, I'll see <laughs> at Vision, probably see at Apex, and, and all these other things that are going oh, on. Yeah. So, Jill, thanks for coming.
1: Thanks, Farm.
0: Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.